Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. And today we're going to take a sneak peek into what's coming in 2023. Let's hear to all of these plans and dreams and let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Was Hope Hopecast. She is Cameron Granvivanco. And that's Jorge Luis Rodriguez. Cameron is the co-founder of Education Equals Hope and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And Jorgito is the director of teams and training in Ecuador as well. That's really true. <laughs> Just to remind you, our dear listeners, Equals H exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And the reason that we do this Hopecast, the reason that you tune in every week, thank you so much, is we want to keep you up to date on what's happening in the ministry here in Ecuador. We would never be able to do anything that we do without any of your support and love and care. So thank you. Absolutely. And Happy New Year again. Happy New Year again. Yay. Um, so as we are jumping into January 2023, mm -hmm. who ever thought we'd be here, <laughs> um, this podcast is going to be dedicated to the future forward. Yes. Um, happily, we've had the time between Christmas and New Year's. Mm -hmm. uh, Although Jorjito wants more Christmas break. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's never enough Christmas carols and uh, yummy. Yummy, yummy things. Yummy holiday season. Um, and the Vivanco family, we had a few little bouts of illness. <laughs> but happily, we're all on, on the up and up and on the mend. And so as we step into this new year, what this last week has been dedicated to mm -hmm. is planning. Yep. Planning, planning, planning. We have seven teams scheduled yes. between now and April. April, right? And we have nine teams scheduled for the summer. Mm -hmm. So that is incredible that there are that many people that want to come alongside what we're doing and be a part of this ministry, mm -hmm. because the ministry day in and day out is in the ministry sites, right? The, Absolutely. The students doing the hard work of studying, of making that a priority in their lives mm -hmm. when there's so many other things that, um, like, you know, survival, <laughs> 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 food and supply, uh, just, I mean, I mean, the supplies like electricity and water and, um, and now we've become, uh, that supply of internet has become very, very necessary. So how to pay those bills. I mean, families are... right are every day waking up and doing the very best they can to move forward and move their children forward. And we get to be a part of that. So that's the ministry that that is so steady and goes on step by step by step through each of the mm -hmm. ministry sites. But then we have all these wonderful people that believe in this ministry True. that want to come be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And that's just so exciting. And we have many people that have heard about our ministry or that are starting to be partners in ministry that can come down and be, and they want to see what we do, right? And it's it's just like incredible. Uh, you were saying we are starting the year planning. We actually do lots of planning all the time. All the time. Right? All the time. But, But this, this particular... Last, this last week has been dedicated This particular time in the year planning. is very special because of that. We're able to see the bigger picture of how old friends are coming back, mm -hmm. new friends are coming down, but there's like 
the huge new possibility and the newness of what what else can we do? Mm-hmm. I was thinking and reflecting about this um, this week. Now that we are officially out of the craziness of the pandemic, it's wait, still wait. there, but but we're a little bit more back to normal, right? Sure. This year, um, I was thinking about how can we strengthen the relationships that we already have, mm-hmm. how to create new ones, and how that goes to every different ministry site. Mm-hmm. There are some ministry sites like um, Buen Pastor, En Cristo Liberador, Emmaus, ministry sites that are working all year long. The Episcopal churches, yeah, yeah. The Episcopal churches. Um, that our relationship with them, because of how active they are, is already there, right? Mm-hmm. We, we don't have to create or to do anything specific to... We just get to come alongside right? what they're already doing and get to be a part of that and support it. Which just jump into their ship and and we keep on going, yeah. right? So, but there's other ministry sites that um, our relationship with them doesn't just need to increase. It needs to be strengthened with the new plans that we have for for the ministry sites yep. and the plans that they have for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So there's just like lots of good things that we can think about. And as we always talk about relationship, um, I was just reflecting on how important that relationship is when you start the year to see this is what we can do. This is where we can grow. This is, you know, some plans that we can do together to actually see growth in our relationship and in the ministry. And what's so fun is that the way God has designed equals H and those who are listening know that I'm very intentional in saying that because we're mm-hmm. not this smart. <laughs> but the way that, that God has designed this is this is really a tool for the church to do pastoral care inside the inside the church body, to do outreach outside the church mm-hmm. body in a physical way to manifest how God is with us and how God is caring for the needs of his people. Absolutely. It's incredible to get to be a part of that. Which is also a key part and a key point to what we do and how we do it. We want to hear first what the ministry sites are dreaming, Mm -hmm. where they want to go, and we hear how they want to get there. And we just jump and say, okay, let's do it together, right? But that's really important to say also that um, the dreams that we have are dreams that we have actually heard from them first. Mm -hmm. And um, at least when we're planning for teams to come down, I always try to hear what the ministry site has in store, you know, what they have in their minds, what are their dreams, what they truly need mm-hmm. so that we're not just coming yeah. and saying, eh, let's do this because it's fun. And as we, well, some of it, most of it, all of it is fun <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right that what does, and it goes back to all of our conversations about poverty. Like what uh-huh. is poverty? We Our focus is on students who are in desperate and difficult situations. Mm-hmm. And that generally means the poverty of condition. Yes. They may or may not have a safe place to live. They may or may not have food every day. They may or may not have running water. They may or may not have access to get to the public school or to have the supplies that they need for that education. And that we get to to step in that that gap and help that condition of poverty. But we have learned so much over the years of how it's not just the condition, the the poverty of condition, I said that backwards, not just the poverty of a lack of things, but how that gets internalized and how a young person can think that they're not 
valuable or they're not worth an education or they're not right. worth someone treating them well or they're not worth getting out of an abusive situation. And really what we get to do is not only tick the box of we get to help address the condition of poverty, that, yes. that physical poverty, but we also get to work towards that restoration of themselves that they understand that they have worth and value. And you and I know that that comes from our creator, right? but that worth and value that they have, that they have something to give in this world. They have something to make this place a a better place Mm -hmm. and that we do that together. Yeah, I say that intentionally as we look at all of the planning, mm-hmm. again, of the schedules, the specific schedules for these seven teams coming down. And it's so easy to want to say, oh, but I, I want to do something physical. I want to be able to take a picture right. of what I did. This is what I did when I went to Ecuador. And what a hard heart exercise it is mm-hmm. to pause long enough to say, that picture with that child that I formed that relationship with or with that teenager or with that mother and I get to continue that relationship. It's not just these four right. days I'm on the ground. Right. That we get to provide the vehicle through which that, that can be a long-term partnership. Um, it's just so exciting. <laughs> right, right. I think also something that we talk with when teams are here in our debriefs, we talk a lot about is not just about the amount of time that you're here, it's about what you do with it, mm-hmm. right? So the most important um, opportunity that, that teams or any participant have when they come and do short-term missions here is the importance of what can you do while you are here and not just what you can achieve, mm-hmm. but how can you mm-hmm. live this time? You have four days. But how are you going to live through those four days? Mm-hmm. And actually, we, we always encourage every person to think about and dream and pray about what is the fruit that they can bear. Well, through their time here, we also want to see fruit, not just in the relationship that we held with ministry sites, but we also want to see how their hearts, because our hearts change too mm-hmm. into that process. So when we're planning and we're seeing all these things that we can do together, we're thinking of how well can we do through these experiences, mm-hmm. not only or what what can we achieve that we can touch, something that is tangible, mm-hmm. something that can stay actually in our hearts and, and can change the way that we do life. That the way is the we most think about thing, life, right? the way that we, that yeah, that we do life, how we spend our time yeah. and our energy and our money and our resources. Right. And sometimes life change can see, can be seen in a more tangible way. You know, you change the light bulb in the room. Of yep. course, that yep. changed, right? But that's not the only change that we have. It's also about how prepared I am for things in my life. Mm-hmm. How well do I know about God's love into in my life? You know, because as you said before, I think we all do have this worth and this value inside of us. But because of life and other things, we forget about it. Mm -hmm. So this is the great scenario for us to be reminded about those things. Mm -hmm. And while we do missions together, we want to be reminded about those things. And it's not like we're coming into the picture saying, we have something for you. It's we know that God something God, God has something for all of us. Mm-hmm. We're learning in the process too. Here, here. And I think that, that that is a huge part of it too. I was thinking about this when I was praying for our interns this year. Mm-hmm. We are coming in the Which picture. Which is January. We right? already know all of our interns for this summer. Ecuadorians and Americans. Yay. That's so cool. But I was just thinking about how when they come, 
we are also growing with them, mm-hmm. and they are growing because they're some they're they're doing something that for some of them is new, mm-hmm. right? And every experience is new because it's very different. But we're very intentional in the fact of like we're coming into the picture, not specifically knowing everything that is going to happen, but having just like a really clear mind and really clear objectives of what we want to do, mm-hmm. clear goals. But we don't know how it's going to happen. And it's mm-hmm. great to, to to be vulnerable and say we don't specifically know everything, but we are ready for whatever is coming. And right? it's, it's amazing to know that God shows up in tremendous ways. We when can we trust are, him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that if we open the door a crack, he'll he'll work in a crack. But if we open the door wide open, then there's so much more space to see what God does and how mm-hmm. how he does that. That's true. So very specifically coming up yes. in January, we have three teams, three different teams that will land in January next week. Actually, this week, this we're recording this on a Thursday uh, that will drop on Monday. And that next <laughs> Thursday, a week from today, we'll have a Chica's team, an all-girls yes. team from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Woo-woo! Shout out to the Church of the Advent. <laughs> And then just about um, not even two weeks after that, before that, we'll have a the St. Mary's will return from Goochland, Richmond area, Goochland, Virginia, yep. um, and just incredible people um, on that team that have come over and over again. Um, our good friend Wayne, who helped create the yeah. book, and Ashley Cameron, who my kids for some reason, refer to her as our Kingsman Redeemer. I'm like, I don't, I know that's a term. I'm not sure something about Boaz and anyway. Um, So, but she's not even at the church anymore, but the see the, her vision and passion for mission has been left. um, And we get to benefit from that. So St. Mary's is coming. And then the Bishop of the Diocese of Upper South Carolina, our yep. new bishop, although it's been almost a year now, yep. um, he is going to come with some people from Upper South Carolina. We're really thankful about that. It looks like, and we had asked people to pray because at this point we don't know that one of our um, ministry partners from Haiti uh, is trying to get a visa so that that he can come, Jimmy can come here, and that Joyce Pipkin, who runs the Equals H program in two of the cities in Haiti, that she'll be here. Hopefully he'll be here because she hasn't been able to get into Haiti for over three years. Right. And just what a sweet time if they could reconnect and he could get to know the bishop. And then the bishop would get to know Haiti Ministries and Ecuador Ministries mm-hmm. um, and and one fell swoop, which would be tremendous. Yeah. Um, they that the January vision team leaves on a Saturday, and then that next Thursday we have another vision team coming in. Yep. And then yeah, then I've lost track. We're sometime in February, so <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's four of the seven teams that are coming. Oh oh, Winston Salem Fellows. Yes, um, a program from Winston Salem, North Carolina, is coming down. And then right after them, that'll be the first week of March is Swanee. Swanee. And then, and then we get to April, we'll have our last team. And I'm sure we'll talk about them before we get in. Here's a shout yeah. out to Pickett, who's bringing his church yeah. down from Camden. Yeah. It's incredible to see how the wheels are still going and, um, and how incredible it is that we are able to not do what we do on our own. Mm-hmm. We have lots of people that wants to join. And as you were saying, um, that little seed that Ashley Cameron planted, uh-huh. um, 
I was just talking to the church of Emmaus and they were like, well, it's actually coming because she started this. Like, this is this is our project with her. It's just really cool to see how when someone comes down and plants that seed knowing or not knowing what they're doing, that seed is planted. Mm-hmm. And the minister said, here's received that. So it's just really cool to see all the new opportunities that we have, all the teams that are coming down. Um, and all the ministry sites that we are able to continue mm-hmm. supporting by what and doing and what just we do. to piggyback off of that, one of the things that I love about our relationship with St. Mary's in Richmond and when they come down and work at Emmaus Episcopal mm-hmm. Church here mm-hmm. is that they form a new team when they get here, the people from St. Mary's and the people from Emmaus, and they go do missions together in Romarillos, which right. is one of our newer equals H sites, and that we get to be a part of facilitating outreach and mission within this country Mm -hmm. um, from those who have great hearts for it. But culturally, it's just so weird. Like, you don't know those people. Why would you go help them? And and as my study of culture continues and understanding that that's coming out of a power-fear dynamic, like, you don't know the power structure over there. Right. You don't know who you are connecting to or not connecting to, and you, you can't do that. A North American mindset of, hey, this is just the right thing to do. Let's just go do it and, and right. trust that God will open the doors. And getting to see those both mindsets, both cultural perspectives, innocence, guilt, and power-fear, they're, they're both very valid. We, we all operate out of one of them, but to see how they come together... And how right. God is superseding our cultural preferences mm-hmm. um, for the good of his kingdom and the good of his people is just Absolutely. a gift. A it's gift, just a really gift. cool. So that's what we have scheduled coming up. Um, and again, this podcast is to keep you up to date on what's happening. So yes. consider yourself up to date. <laughs> We love you and appreciate you. Um, if you would like to financially join uh, with the support of students in desperate and difficult situations, please go to educationalshope.org, find the Donate Now button. We're incredibly grateful for the generosity of our donors, of supporters, and time and money and prayer and physical presence here. Um, it doesn't happen without you. So thanks for all that you do. Thank you so much and see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org, or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.